if it's good, I'm going to take credit for it. If everyone hates it, it was Charlie's idea. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this as yet unnamed coronavirus inspired quarantine podcast um, with me, Kelly from Broad Street Hockey Radio. Um, the plan here is for me to talk to people that I think are interesting in the hockey community mostly, but maybe outside of it as well. I don't really know yet. I'm kind of figuring this out as I go. But one of the first people that I reached out to that I really wanted to talk to is someone that writes for us at Broad Street Hockey, um, Brad Keffer. And the reason that I wanted to talk to Brad is because I think that he is one of the smartest hockey people that I have ever met. And I'm not sure that he knows that about himself, but we're going to make him understand it, I think, over the course of the next little bit. Um, Good luck. Brad, yeah, Brad, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Good, yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this completely random, without format, odd podcast that was actually kind of Charlie's idea, but... If it's good, I'm going to take credit for it. If everyone hates it, it was Charlie's idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I think the first thing that I want to ask, I think the first thing that I'm going to ask everybody that comes on this show um, in the hockey world is for kind of like your hockey origin story. Like, why are you a hockey fan? How did that happen? Uh, when I was really young, my, my mom would take me to a bunch of uh, ECHL games, the Royals, you know, hometown team. Uh, and I don't know, it just was like immediate love for it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Like she would always tell me that uh, when we go to games, I'd be so silent and so quiet that she thinks something was wrong. But in, like I was just like so focused in on it when I was like five. And it was just like started there. Oh my God, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like, I mean, Granted, lower level hockey live is fantastic. Um, so this is not a knock on the ECHL, but I've been to a couple Royals games and, you know, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the most, like, most riveting thing in the world, but, you know, to a five-year-old, I suppose it's like super fun. Yeah, there's a very clear difference, but it's still very entertaining. Yeah. So for people that don't know you, um, which I'm assuming everyone that listened to this also reads Broad Street Hockey, so I'm sure they know who you are. But Brad is someone that writes for the site, and he also does a lot of his own work kind of studying and recording and analyzing AHL data. Um, how did you get into the analytics side of things? How did you jump from being a fan to someone who wanted to kind of analyze the game more? Uh, this is actually... A little bit funny because I wrote a little bit about this when uh, when Travis left to join mm -hmm. NBC. Um, it was the McDonald trade that really started everything. As sad as it is, <laughs> um, but when that when that trade happened, I remember reading it and I was like, okay, cool. You know, he plays like twenty minutes a night or whatever it was when he was at the Islanders, and then it was like, all right, cool. We got a good defenseman, and then <laughs> I read Broadsheet Hockey and I was like, what the hell is all this? <laughs> So then from there, I started learning more about it and reading more about it. And then I probably didn't fully grasp how much there actually is until like, I don't know, two years ago. Which, and it's crazy. So you've been doing a lot of your own work um, surrounding the Phantoms. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing um, at your website, Fancy Sets? All right. Yeah. Um, 
so three years ago now, I started uh, tracking Corsi and then uh, for every Phantoms game, just to see, you know, my, my thought was, I want to see if it's like a prediction, um, if it's predictable to like call-ups or like even NHL success by any chance. Obviously, it's too small of a scale to like look at it from a league perspective, but at least having one team to kind of figure that out. So I started with just Corsi and I did like face-offs and penalties and all this stuff. And then add scoring chances, and now I'm playing with expected goals, and we're trying I'm trying to see if that if uh, I can do that over a full season. But obviously, uh, this year got cut short. But um, really, it's just, I just wanted to see how the prospects were doing, and then if it translated at all. Have you found out anything interesting doing this so far? Absolutely nothing. No. Um, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, to a point, I think that it is kind of indicative, indicative, that's not the right word of this, but it's kind of, uh, predictive. It, yeah, yeah, there you go. It's predictive of call-ups to an extent, I think, which is not anything scientific. It's just my gut feeling mm-hmm. because like for this year, let me pull it up real quick. Like Albe Cubell obviously has always been like one of my like oh he's got really good numbers people mm-hmm. <laughs> and he got the call up finally um like Vorobiev from his rookie year was always like a really good play driver and the points weren't there you know he wasn't really talked about a lot but during that rookie season I was pounding the drum of like all right he's the 3c next year and then it came to camp and it was like oh shit he just won the 3c battle right obviously it didn't work out but <laughs> No, there's something there, right? That's interesting. And then do Kasha find, this year. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to kind of... Because AHL data doesn't seem to be as regularly available. No. Um, or as, if it is available, publicized as the NHL stuff. I mean, for obvious reasons. But do you find it difficult to kind of piece together what you need to get results out of this? Or are you kind of combing through game tape on your own to get this stuff? Or how's that working? Um, what do you mean by that? Like, what? Like, so, I mean, like, I can go to NHL.com, and I can pull up all manner of stats about the flyers. I go to AHL.com, um, and look up Phantom stats, and it's, like, sort of difficult to even navigate that website well enough to get, you know, assist totals on the season for some of these guys. It's just a bit clunkier, um... Nothing's as streamlined. Nothing's as well done. I mean, like I said, for obvious reasons. Um, but how have you found it's been getting what you need to put together the information that you're trying to put together? Well, it, all the information that's on the site is my own. So I don't really mm-hmm. have to use, like, HL.com or the fans website, which I do use from time to time. But, but you're, like, I, actually I, watching games and tracking this stuff yourself. Right, like specifically, like I'm looking for shots, figuring out who's on the ice for each shot, location, you know, if there's like specific passes before a shot that increase the danger of a, uh, a, sh- a danger of a shot, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, I know Maddie, who also, you know, you know Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, does like zone entries and stuff, and like I collab with her on that uh, for the power play at one point, so you're just watching everything that happens in a game and 
putting it on a spreadsheet and then you just watch those and you don't have to watch the games anymore yeah who needs games no when you have spreadsheets like you don't it the pause isn't even affecting you you're probably just watching your spreadsheets just leaving yeah, you i am night. every single day wake up spreadsheets and just watch it <laughs> at least five hours that's a commitment i respect that <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind who would you say on the phantoms right now i'm gonna say with the exception of morgan frost because i feel like that's the obvious answer yeah who do you think is the the guy that should be getting the next look for the flyers hmm um i i I mean he already had a small look but i think my answer would be kasha okay like it's interesting last last year he didn't stand out to me as much but like this year he's taken a real step in my opinion and uh, I don't know, like we saw, he had a flat. He had flashes in his NHL debut, and like his couple. How many? I don't even know how many games he played. Like four or five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was fun. I, that being said, though, there's so many good forwards on this team. I don't know if he'd really be the next guy. Whereas, yeah. like a Mark Friedman, like, is been more in line to take that jump. Just yeah, because. Friedman. Yeah. What? Continue. <laughs> I was just going to say Friedman's interesting to me because I also think that he is like, he's got what it takes to be a pretty reliable, um, you know, bottom pair-ish defenseman. But I just don't know where he would go on this team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where he fits. Whereas Kasha, I feel like there's enough to play with in the forward core that depending on who's back and who's not, he could possibly find a spot. And also, like you said, I thought he didn't, I mean, like he wasn't, you know, crazy. Like he didn't blow the roof off the place or anything, but he certainly didn't look out of place in the NHL. No, he didn't. And I mean, for Friedman, I think it really comes down to um, really what the organization thinks of Robert Haig. If mm. they're going to continue with him forward as him as the six, not the seven, then Friedman's spot, well, what would be Friedman's spot, really kind of disintegrates. Yeah. But if they see him more as a six slash seven and as they did in the beginning of the season, then there's a chance that you have a third pair of, you know, possibly ghost Friedman if ghost isn't moved over the summer or, you know, something to that effect. Yeah, that would be interesting. You have to think that they don't like Robert Haig, right? Like it seems like this front office is better at evaluating talent than the previous one, especially NHL level talent. And so far, it seems like all of the things that people like you and Charlie and Maddie have been beating the drum about for a really long time, things like Nicholas Obey-Kubel getting a look in the NHL, um, it's finally seeming like the people in charge are also looking at the same things that we're looking at and saying, okay, yeah, these are the actually good players. Let's put them on the ice and see what happens. And so far, it's been working pretty well. It did take a while for it uh, did take, Bell. It did. <laughs> a little bit longer know. than we would like, but at least once they gave him a shot, they gave him a real shot. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't, he wasn't lightening up on the score sheet, so I get it. He was always driving play, and he had like 4% on-eye shooting percentage with the Phantoms. It was ridiculously stupid. And, you know... It, Took him a bit to get called up, but he's killed it since. 
So how much attention do you pay at this point to the Reading Royals? Um, honestly, uh, the fans and the Flyers take all my time. I kind of assume that, but I just wanted to know if, like, maybe there was someone on that roster that you thought might be able to make moves upward at some point, but I wasn't sure. I personally well, pay zero attention to these details, so I have no idea. I mean, when, when Max Willman was called up to the Phantoms, I forget how many games he's played now, but it was probably 20-ish. He's mm-hmm. been, he was really good. And, uh, like, right off the bat, he had one of the best, like, single games, like, of all Phantoms this year. It was ridiculous. Hmm. Um, and he's just super fast. And um, I, I guess I had to – I don't know that full roster, but, like, Willman was really impressive when he was up with the Phantoms this year. So I know we joked about you just watching spreadsheets during <laughs> the, the stoppage, but – This is not a uh, joke. Well <laughs> – you might be entering data into the spreadsheets, Bradley, but you're not watching them. They're very right. boring. I use a lot yes. of them for work, so they're quite boring. But um, apart from that, how have you been filling the hockey void in your life so far? Uh, to be completely honest, I haven't been. <laughs> I've kind of just taken a break along with the league, kind of. Okay. Like... I know last, like, sometimes, like, in the middle of a season, towards the end of it, like, doing every Phantoms game, every Flyers game, it really gets burnout. Burnout really happens quickly sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing that I have time off right now from doing that. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's one of the things that I, I feel like people don't totally understand. Like, people, like you and I like we do this kind of stuff because we really enjoy it right like I'm not sure that so I think some people think that we're paid like you know a respectable amount of money for the work that we do but we're absolutely not um (laughs) no one is doing this because you know they're making a good living off of it like we most of us started doing this for free to start with and now that we are being paid it is a paltry sum of money, which is the reason why Vox has articles written about it all the time. But, um, you know, we do this because we like it. But like you said, like for me personally, it does get to be a, about about this point of the season, really, where I'm starting to go completely insane, like trying to coordinate with other people to get the pregames done, scheduling all of the pregames, figuring out what we're going to talk about on our regular radio show, editing all the stuff that goes onto the site, figuring out the links for the next day. Like, it just gets to be, there does get to be a point at which watching a Flyers game is less something that I'm doing because it's fun and more, fuck, I can't miss this game because we're recording tomorrow and I'm not going to have anything to talk about if I don't know what happened. But I would really rather just, like, watch a marathon of Ina Garten episodes on the Food Network and like veg out and not think about anything and that I think is something I'm not sure if people realize that because the people that we talk to and the people that read our stuff are hockey fans and they do it for fun and we were those people too and we are those people still in a lot of ways but there does get to be a point where it's like god damn I just want to take a break and you're right like usually 
by the end of the season, I'm like, okay, this is good. Like I needed, I need no more hockey. Yeah. A little while because I'm going to lose my mind. So I totally get not really caring about the hockey being gone as much as you might. I mean, like I've kind of really enjoyed like not having to look at my schedule every week to figure out which nights I'm going to be staying up and watching a hockey game Um, and just kind of like figuring out life as it comes, which is different. I'm sure you get that too. But yeah, it's like a, how are you handling COVID-19 nonsense? Because it seems to be stressing a lot of people out. I'm I'm, I'm a very anxious person in general. Yeah. And I'm surprisingly calm lately, which is kind of unnerving in its own sense. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, you know, wash your hands more and stay inside. I mean, that's all I'm really doing. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like, I, I don't know if I'm freaking out enough or if I should be freaking out less. Because I'm generally not freaking out um i'm like you i'm just like okay well i can't go anywhere everywhere's closed so that's uh made that easy for me um (laughs) i'm it's it kind of sucks like you know not being able to go do like my normal exercise things at the facilities that i like going to or it kind of sucks that you can't just like decide that you need a little bit of retail therapy and pop over to the mall and just like shop for a little bit but, like, also, I went to the supermarket today um, to get a few things for me and the folks that I'm living with. And people were um, wearing rubber gloves and, like, all manner of things on their faces that are absolutely not going to protect you from a microscopic virus. But I guess it was making them feel better. And it was just, like... I'm just, like, walking around the supermarket like I normally would, like, touching things and picking them up and putting them down and, like, walking by people and not acting any differently. And I'm like, should I be acting differently? Like, the person that was behind me in line, like, normally, you know, you put the little separator up on the belt and the person behind you begins to put their items onto the belt so that they can complete their transaction. But this lady, like, stood back like at the back of the thing and like waited for me to completely clear the area before she put her stuff on and I'm like okay am I not freaking out enough or is everyone else just going a little bit too crazy because like you said like I'm just washing my hands and not going to crowded places mostly because I can't because there aren't any anymore (laughs) so I don't know it's just like a weird this is like the weirdest time I mean, I think it's I think it's good that people might be overacting a tiny bit. It's a good thing. It probably is. Yeah. Because we've seen a lot of like there's definitely a middle ground because like the people who were like still going to the beach in Florida oh, yeah. for spring break, like mm-hmm. or everyone who went out for St. Patrick's Day weekend mm-hmm. a week ago, like that's a little like come on. If you're listening no. and you did this, we're judging you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Please understand that if you are listening to this podcast and you went to a bar for St. Patrick's Day, 
I think you are an idiot and you should reevaluate some priorities in your life. <laughs> that said, I hope you don't have a virus and I hope you didn't give it to your grandmother because that would be bad. Um, yeah, so it's just like, I, and that's kind of why this podcast is coming into existence is just because I don't really know what to do with myself because I spent so much time talking about sports and now right. the sports are dead. Like, and it's just like, okay. Now yeah, what? Like, <laughs> as you were saying, you were saying like, it's nice to have time off from hockey, but at the same time, it is so much of our daily lives hey. that it, it's, it's a big adjustment to not have it. Yeah. It's like super, super, it, it's just weird because like we, obviously the summer exists like we know what it's like to live life without hockey things happening but it just this feels so uncertain that i don't know what to do with myself or my feelings or my hands and the summer's easier because you know the draft's coming up there's free agency you know right all type of rumors whatnot this is just like nothing there's nothing going on at all do you are you of the opinion that because I, I like I don't know if people think that I'm joking about this when I say this kind of stuff on regular radio, but like I genuinely do think and have for quite a long stretch of this season thought like I don't think that the Flyers would have been a favorite to win the cup. Like I'm not that delusional, but I do truly believe that they could have gotten there this season. Um, based on kind of the way the Eastern Conference was shaking out and the way that they were playing heading into the home stretch, Like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they made it at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you kind of, do you think that that's really, or are we just kind of like painting a rosy picture that really wasn't there? I, I honestly do believe that they could have what do you think? Um, uh, I, I think they would have... Hmm, see, Pittsburgh is a wild card in the first round. Because... Yeah, that is a tough You know, one. at any point in time, either Crosby or Malkin can just go like, okay, we're going to win this game, and it's over. Fair. But I, I would like them in that round. And then you look at either the Caps or, uh, or Carolina at that point, and I like them over both of them. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that, then you're in the conference finals. I mean, I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh would be their biggest difficulty just because of the star power. And that's no shade to Ovechkin, obviously. But Pittsburgh's, I think, a little more scary because there's Malkin with him. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, their numbers are good. They've, they've been playing well. I think, I, think it's, I think it's totally fair to think that they would have made a real run. So, okay. So moving off of the hockey for a little bit. One of the extremely dumb ideas that I had for this podcast is that once I ran out of things to ask you organically, which is something that's going to happen to me probably quickly with most people, um, is to ask really awkward, like, icebreaker questions that you would ask someone 
that you matched with on like Tinder. Oh God. Or okay. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see how people do. Like for example, um, what is the what's a conspiracy theory that you genuinely believe? Oh boy. <laughs> I know you have one. Um, yeah, I definitely do. I'm trying to pick one. <laughs> I mean, I will, I'll say mine that everybody already knows, but like, just so you feel less weird. I absolutely think that aliens are real. <laughs> and I absolutely believe that they visited the earth in the ancient past. And most of the, um, like gods and angels and fire from the sky myths that we get from the ancient world are, uh, aliens. <laughs> so there's that. It's that to make you feel... <laughs> A bit less embarrassed about whatever you're gonna say. Yes. Um, so basically, ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I totally buy ancient aliens. <laughs> All right. Um, I think if I, I think the one I believe in the most, and it sounds a little out there, but you know that's what they all are. Is yeah. I'm totally in on the Illuminati being a real thing. Like, okay. Fully in on that. <laughs> I can. To- I, mean, I can totally buy that. The more, yeah, I mean, the more weird stuff that happens, like the this whole virus thing, the more you kind of start to realize that nothing is actually real. And all of the rules that they tell us about aren't actually needed or genuine, genuinely enforceable in any real way. And then you just kind of figure out that it's just like a bunch of rich people that are running everything. Yeah, I mean, it's not outlandish to think, oh, there's some powerful people with a lot of money controlling everything. Oh, wait, that's that's literally what it is. Like, Right. <laughs> Which is why we need to seize the means and bring out the guillotines. But that's part of it. Okay, let's see. What's another? I'm just like, I have like a website with these dumb questions on it. Okay. Um, if someone made a costume of you, what would they wear? Oh, something very boring. <laughs> I mean, my every I'm very earth tones. Like anything like light like dark green, brown, black, gray, like I mean, it'd be that and jeans, that'd be it. <laughs> yeah, that like it it pains me so much that most flyers things are orange and not black because wearing orange is like painful for me physically. I don't want when to do I was, it. When I was in middle school, I used to wear a Flyers jersey, like, every other day. It was it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> middle school, Brad, so, like, three years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you were wearing too much orange. That's fine. Yes. It, um, was, it was too much orange. What's your favorite cheese? Cheese? Um, very boring, again, answer here, American. <laughs> okay. I will accept that answer, but this is something that um, Jay Polinski and I have had debates about. Okay. So, are we talking? Are we talking packaged craft singles, or are we talking deli counter American cheese? The singles, craft singles, Brad. <laughs> you know, I don't even have any follow up questions because that was the wrong answer. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, am, is, does Jay agree with me? No. But oh. Jay and I have had, we've had some serious discussions about which brand of the deli counter American cheese is oh. the best brand. For the record, the only correct answer is Land O'Lakes. Land O'Lakes have to try it. is the best American cheese that you can get. <laughs> um, 
What is the most embarrassing song that you know all the words to? Oh man, I don't. I don't I know because I know you're a Taylor Swift fan. So I mean, is that embarrassing? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't I, know what qualifies an embarrassing song. Um, I don't. I don't know a good answer for this. I mean, I know a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I were to answer it, it would probably be a Taylor Swift song. Just because. I mean, it's not that it's embarrassing. It's just outside of my normal like on-brand music choices okay. but like um what's it called you belong with me is like one of my like top five go-to i need to scream in the car and sing a song songs extremely same <laughs> it's like yeah that and like uh two-thirds of lady gaga's catalog like if <sighs> If I need to sing, like if a bitch is having feelings and needs to get a <laughs> form of song, it's one of those. Um, okay, this one, <laughs> this one is kind of more tailored, I think, All right. to you. I have my answer, actually, not to cut Ooh, you off. Yes, no. <laughs> I think my answer for that would be Million Reasons by Lady Gaga. Okay. I feel like that's that's out far enough from like the normal poppy, like... It is. Like Taylor Swift, which is my brand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Taylor Swift, Shawn Mendes. I feel like that song separates from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> if you could any, only eat one single food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, tacos. Okay, that's an excellent answer, by the way. I really respect Thanks. that. I'm glad. <laughs> okay, um, back to the one that I've tailored specifically for this conversation. Um, fuck, Mary kill... Elaine Vigno, Mike Yo, and uh, Michelle Tarion. This is oh, so God. Can't even. <laughs> so easy for me. Oh, man. I'll do mine um, first. Okay. I'm killing Michelle Tarion, like, okay. easily. Instantly. I have a feeling we're going to come up with the same answer here. Okay. I'm <laughs> fucking Mike Yo, but only because I would like to <laughs> fuck Elaine Vigno more than one time. <laughs> we're going to marry. <laughs> That's my reasoning behind the answer. <laughs> I think I actually have the same answers as you, but my reasoning for Vigno over Yeo is because he has more money, I assume. Oh, he definitely does. <laughs> so, also, that would be, that's yeah. my order, too. Mike Yeo just doesn't look like an interesting human being. <laughs> he's probably very boring in every possible way. Well, he's me. Okay. Oh, Brad. <laughs> I'm not going to let you negative self-talk <laughs> on my unnamed podcast of random origin. Um, let's see. I think that's all of the dumb questions that I had. Why don't you tell the people who are hopefully still listening to this nonsense <laughs> where they can find you and what you're up to and what they should look at to learn a little bit about Brad Keffer. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Brad underscore Keffer. Uh, I spend way too much time on there. I miss um, Twitter so much, Brad. Oh, God, yeah, you don't, you're still on your uh, giving it up, huh? Yes. I'm, like, I got so close this week to just being like, I'm so fucking bored. I have no one to talk to. Maybe <laughs> I should just get back on Twitter, but I didn't do it. Anywho. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's that's where you can find me the most. And then, you know, I have fancystats.com. That's a PH on fancy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I got four games to watch still that I've had to watch for over a week now and haven't touched them, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then let this once be again, your inspiration. People are going to be going to your website. Let this yeah. be your inspiration to get it done. Exactly. We'll see. <laughs> and then once I get those done, maybe I'll have this possibly end of season thing to write about. I don't know. <laughs> yes. So don't let Brad's humble demeanor fool you. He does outstanding work. You should definitely read everything he writes on BroadStreetHockey.com because it's great. But also, I have a feeling, Bradley, that one day you are going to be our next Charlie plucked away by some greater purpose only to move on from us forever. That's my theory. I don't know what it's going to be in my, in my head. You're getting hired by a team or a league or an organization of some kind who will put your talents to great use. That's what I think. Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes. Brad is a very remarkable young man. So follow him on Twitter read his work check out fancy sets it's actually like if you genuinely do want to know what's going on with the phantoms um as someone who before the world ended had to look up what the phantoms were doing once a week at least um his website is full of useful information the ahl's website bless their hearts i don't know who does it but it's terrible (laughs) and it's bad and like half the time stuff doesn't load and you cannot find any useful information on it so if you really want to know what morgan frost has been doing with the phantoms fancy stats is where you go not phantomshockey.com unless you want to see points then you have to go elsewhere sorry (laughs) (laughs) points aren't real points don't matter i learned that on the internet (laughs) (laughs) all right Brad, thank you so much for doing this. I can't believe we got over a half an hour. I had no idea how this was going to go, and you were an excellent sport. So thank you so much for being the first victim of my thank new first podcast. Victim. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do these once a week-ish, and I'm going to talk to people that I personally think are cool, and you may or may not agree with me, but hopefully you will listen anyway. But... Thanks for hanging out. Everyone wash their hands. Pet a dog because dogs are safe. And don't go to your grandmother's house for at least a couple. Stay inside. Stay (laughs) inside. All Yeah, full stop. Stay inside. Order delivery. Tip people well. Buy gift cards. Go Flyers.